You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. Record Breakers panel. Um, we have several DJs here uh, whose workplace spans from FM radio, online radio, uh, in clubs, mixtapes. These DJs put music out everywhere you can think of. So we're gonna talk to them a little bit about how they got their start, um, what they look for in, in records, because I know anybody in here who's an artist or a manager, I know that's on your mind. How do I get my record to you? How do I get you to play my record? We will talk about that. Um, and then we're gonna have a little Q&A at the end. Sound good? All right, great. So, Bert, are we ready or do we have any? Uh... Okay. What's up, Bert? Hi, Bert. <clears throat> okay, to my left here, your right, I have DJ Heat. You guys may recognize her from Twitter and WPGC. <laughs> you know, the entire DC Metro, she's got like, you know, 400,000 followers in DC. DJ Heat is a core DJ. She is also a DJ on WPGC. She does a lot of charity work. She's uh, she's kind of all over and has earned a really great reputation among artists in the city for uh, supporting and promoting the music. I also have with us today DJ Fusion from Fusebox Radio to my right. And I have DJ Sixth Sense to my right as well. He is a DJ on Russ Pond in the Morning Show. And, um, and also these, these DJs have online platforms, mixtape platforms, and I'm gonna let them get into, um, I'm gonna start with a little icebreaker question for each of the DJs. And I'm gonna start with DJ Fusion. What is, what was one of your defining moments as a DJ, like a, like a highlight of your career that you can think of? Of course it's early, so I get the first question. That's one of the highlights of my career, um, I've been doing this professionally since 1998. Um, the first time I DJed internationally in um, Toronto, Canada. And I did that through um, what's Canada's version of South by Southwest, North by Northeast. I actually got that particular opportunity through a recommendation from some folks over here in the States. And I did a little small showcase or two and that was cool, but one that ended up getting canceled. But because the promoter who was doing the events at the time really liked what I was doing, on the very last day of the festival, where they would have a big outdoor concert and it was essentially like the Times Square of Toronto where they had um, a whole bunch of hip hop acts, including at that time, um, Ghost Base Killer, Raekwon, um, Killer Mike, Action Johnson, and um, some other heads. Um, it was literally about two hours before I was going to get on the bus back to D.C. I get a call from this promoter talking about one of our DJs had a situation. Would you mind DJing in between all these ads at Fort Space and Raekwon? What was I going to say? No, I'll, I'll get on the later bus, yo. There's no problem. I, I can call my job and do something else. And um, that day I ended up um, DJing in front of 25,000 people. And I was scared as hell. <laughs> because if you do not want to see 25,000 ice girls looking at you, they aren't feeling what you're playing. And at that particular time, I didn't have my tractor set on me, I had a whole bunch of vinyl. 
And I just had enough vinyl for that entire night. And um, to see the crowd rocking and being happy and clapping and everything, and folks like, and shout out to DJ Fusion on the wheels. Like, that was crazy. And through that particular event and the feedback um, folks got, now besides um, DJing at um, North by Northeast regularly, this has been the third year that um, myself and my partner um, have done that, uh, we are also um, now doing showcases for North by Northeast. So, you know, just through literally me doing me, being able to get to that particular type of platform and work with other folks um, has been great. And um, during this past year, besides, you know, the cats I just named, I was able, also able to DJ for Juicy J, Joey Badass, um, various folks who stuck down the records and everything else. So, like, that's been the current really big highlight of what I've been able to do. Okay, DJ Six Sense. Okay, so... Hold on, hold on. We're going to put a spin on your question. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be a two-part question. First question, how long have you been in DJ? Oh, okay. Um... I started in high school, so that was a about very, three or four years. A very long time ago. So uh, it was in the '90s, and, and and back at that point, it was all vinyl. It was all cassette tapes. <laughs> it okay. was man. It was wow. Okay, so so now you kind of paint a picture of when you started. I want you to tell us a little bit your story. Like, what was the moment that you first, you know, you got your, you got your little setup going out. You're learning. You're, you know, practicing. How did you become a DJ? What, what, what sparked? Did you see something, hear something, uh, and you were like, I want to do that? Well, I got to shout out DJ Iron and DJ CeeLo. Uh, back in the day, in my day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I give it up for them because they were like the first two DJs on air to play hip hop. Period. Like, there were some shows uh, like Conan on AM. For anyone who goes back that far, 1450 used to play music AM. Then on FM, hip hop broke. <laughs> on uh, at that point in time, it was 93.9. It still is 93.9, but they were the first playing hip hop on the radio. So I used to listen to them. And that, that gave me my inspiration to know that, hey, I like this music, I really wanna be the one who's playing the music, so that was it. And uh, just to piggyback on the question, most influential moment, literally, I got lucky and I got hired to DJ uh, for BET's Walk of Fame. And they had, uh, I think that year, they were honoring Aretha Franklin, and they had a whole bunch of VIP, blah, 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 this is the third at the BT campus. And I didn't know that the event was gonna be uh, televised and everything, like who knew? I just knew that, oh, I'm gonna do this event. They want me to, they want me there at this time. So in doing that, I got hired to do the next three Walk of Fames and the BT College Tour all over the United States to basically bring new music and new artists in a showcase to college campuses across the nation and that's been for the last seven years so that was the beginning and the most influential point thank you uh, dj heat i'm gonna put a different spin on your question can you tell everybody a time as a dj where you had a record that you knew this was this was a new record Maybe you were one of the first waves of a DJ to get this record, uh, a fairly new 
artist and, and had this moment where you were like, I have this record and I know it's gonna be huge. And you knew it before anybody else knew it because I think a lot of times DJs get this like first dibs on a, on a great record. Yeah, um, I'm not, well, well I guess I can, I can speak on it from a national point and a local point. Um, from the national point, y'all may laugh when I say the record, but it was this group, uh, I think it was like two or three years ago, the group was called Love and Rance, that joint. I beat the up, 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 up. So I, I first heard it when I was in, I think I was in Orlando, and a DJ colleague of mine, it was a, um, I remember an organization called The Poor DJ, so we had this conference twice a year. And so a colleague of mine from California, he was playing it. I was like, and everybody kept going up to him. That's how you know you have a, a good song when you're in another, especially with DJs, if you're in, a, in another state and you hear somebody play a song and you go up to them like, what is that? Everybody was coming up to him like, what is this song? Like, this joint is crazy. So, you know, he emailed it to all of us, and I use that song as an example because at that point when he played that song when he was in Orlando, I think that was like in the fall, of, I, I can't remember the year, but the song didn't break nationally until like literally like a year later. Because like I tell artists, it, it could take a long time to push the song, but when, when I heard that, like we all knew, all the DJs there at that conference, knew like oh wow like we don't know what this group is we just all sit in the room and you know the homie from 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 cali is djing he's playing this group from cali and then like i said like a year later they get signed you know 50 cent hops on the remix and um bam it became like a big club record um a local example i guess is last year there's an artist from here named Steiny. Um, I, I, I used to run a, a, a local blog called DC Mumble Sauce, so then artists would, would submit me their material. And you know, I, I literally would have to listen to everything that came through the email, because when you run a blog, that's what you have to do. You literally have to listen to everything that comes through your email. But when I listened to his song, I was like, wait a minute. This song stands out because the, the production, it, it, it fit the club mode. The, the style, the hook, everything. And I had to tell him, like, dude, you, you need to push this song. So, you know, I, I met with him and, you know, got him in touch with the other DJs and he got, you know, a good look at his other website called djservicepack.com and, and whatnot and he really takes everything very seriously. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the two examples right there. Well, that actually segues into, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is getting into Kind of a two-fold, two-part. How you, as individual DJs, what elements are you looking for in a record that gets you excited? And and and, I, and I'm talking strictly from a perspective when you're choosing a record, not necessarily it's been kind of handed down and, and put into the fold of the mix. But when you're choosing a record, what elements are you looking for that make you want to break a record? And and the second part of that question is going to be. Uh, what do you have at your disposal to push said record? What do you have to do? What kind of hoops do you have to jump through when you want to play a record um, with whatever mediums you have available to you? So I'm going I'm to start with um, Six Sense on that one. Alright. So what do I look for in the record? The first thing I look for is really production because it has to grab you in the first 10 to 15 seconds. Because if it doesn't, there are probably 3,000 choices in your iPod, iPhone. There's 
3,000, excuse me, about more than 3,000 selections you can make somewhere else on internet, radio, radio. You have a million choices of what you want to listen to. So at that point in time, you um, subconsciously give every song about 15 seconds and you make a decision on it. So the driving forces to please the audience. So if it's on FM radio and I'm DJing for 200,000 people who may be listening, or if it's at a club and I'm DJing for 400 people who are listening, or if it's me just in the car and I'm playing music for myself, the, all, the idea is to please the audience. And the first thing that grabs them is the production, the beat, how clean it sounds, what it feels, what it makes you feel like. So, and the second part of the question was uh, the what I use or the different mediums I get music across on. First off, um, if I pick something I think it's really great, obviously I'm going to play it for myself. Then after that, uh, you take it to probably my boss. So my boss would give a, a yay or a nay on it. Also. At KYS, we have a music meeting with the DJs every two weeks where we discuss what we think is hot, and I bring it up in that conversation. Then, after that, of course, I have my own uh, online show called, um, it's on DC Now Radio, and it's called The Rush, and I'll play it on my online show, which I promote through my social medias. Then, on top of that, you want to just, uh, if it's something really hot, you want to take it to, um, other affiliates in other places. Luckily, I've been able to form a network of people that I work with in um, Cali, New York, and I just talk to them about what's hot where I am, and they talk to me back about what's hot where they are so we can stay ahead of things. So the media to get things out, social media, internet radio, uh, propose it to my bosses in radio, and then we just go from there. Um, for myself, uh, production is definitely major, but also the balance between production and lyrics. And I'm not talking about that necessarily be the most complicated thing in the world. You're saying, you know, you can get turned up, you can get dumb serious, I really don't care. But if it's boring, like, I hate listening to a song and the production grabs me and then I'm ready to go to sleep in 30 to 45 seconds because your voice is boring or you don't even sound like you're into it. Like, if you're not into it, why am I going to be into it? There's um, no point at all in um, regard to that. And I also want to talk about the balance of production and lyrics. I'm also talking about having your record professionally mixed. Like, you know, somebody can throw, I can like everything else in it, but it's going to be thrown way out, but there's a professionally mixed track I'm playing before yours, which might not be that way. You know, like, I always had to go to these conferences, and it kind of kills me to have to tell people that you need to do that, but you really, 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 really need to do that because if that's not happening you know I don't want your song to mess up my entire mix and you know vice versa um, in terms of outlets I mean I'm a little spoiled and kind of lucky lucky um, when I started out on my show I ended up starting being able to syndicate it so I don't really have the answer to um, anyone it's um, literally just on myself and my party we constantly go through song submissions album submissions um, from people and um, you know, you always go off of the, hey, am I feeling this? And you know, maybe the audience might feel this, I might try to test it out. Because you know, to a degree, music is gonna be subjective regardless. But again, I'm most sport. I'm like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm really not trying to play this. Unless I get a whole bunch of feedback from somebody like, yo, you really need to check this joint out. It may work. 
Um, and uh, with the exposure, besides um, us sending out um, our show to um, our various outlets, um, if I like a summer video, um, people who are on my Twitter and Facebook and all that know I'll immediately blast a video, I'll immediately blast links. Um, I'm tied into um, various DJ organizations, including big DJs, I'll send them things. Um, I'm tied into a college radio reporting station um, with rapattacklives.com um, and that group, and I'll send you know them stuff. And um, yeah, essentially, um, definitely spreading by social media, um, trying to get back into the um, mixtape DVDs, um, the podcasting, and um, yeah, just through the FM and internet um, outlets is um, how I would um, push the record out there and push it out there hard. Okay, so now we talked a little bit about uh, what they're looking for in a record. I want to speak on delivery, because right now, in this day and age, um, nobody really walks up to a DJ with a vinyl anymore. We all know that, right? Which makes me sad sometimes, but it's all good. So, old, so getting vinyl was the bomb back in the day. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things that you know I get asked a lot when doing record pools, artists ask, you know, what's better? Should I give a CD? Should I give a USB? Should I send an MP3? Should I send a WAV file? Um, should I email this or just walk up with your mid set, you know, at, at, at clubs impact in the middle of, you know, the biggest no. crowd, your biggest set, is that when I should tap? <laughs> should I pull on your headphone string and, and say, can you please check this out? So let's talk a little bit of um, DJ Heat. Uh, talk, to, talk to everybody about um, the deliveries, the you know whether somebody should be giving you a 128 or 320 or a CD or an MP3 or a wave. Talk a little bit about delivery. How should somebody deliver their hit record to you? <laughs> okay, they're classic. They're classic. First of all, like that's when you say that hit record classic. Just just save all <coughs> the jargon because we've heard it a million times. Like, Yo, he you need to ask with me, man. Yo, I got the hottest. You got stop. <laughs> you, you, you don't need to oversell yourself, especially with cliche terms like, oh, I got the hottest joint, you know, you need to F with me, all, all the other stuff I done heard a million times. Just just be yourself. I tell people when presenting your music, treat treat meeting a DJ or someone like you want a job interview. You, you should treat it with that same level of respect. When you, when you go on a job interview, you know, you, you, you want to sell yourself the, you know, the real way as real as possible. You got a bunch of BS. Don't you mentioned uh, during the mix, please don't approach a DJ while they're DJing. Because especially with me, I am so focused and concentrated on my mix. I'm you know, I I've been doing this for like twenty two years. I've been DJing since I was thirteen years old. So like I I'm from an old school where I'm really still focused. I'm sorry, I know we have, you know, other things with, with the, in the digital world. It makes it easier for certain DJs, but my mentality of how I've been DJing the last 20 years is still stuff on focusing on the mix. I'm concentrating on the crowd. Now, if you want to approach me, maybe after a set, you can come by and say hi real quick, like, hey, let's let's rap later, stuff like that. Oh man, DJ Money in the building, man. Yep. Yeah. All right, all right. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> oh my god again. It's DJ Money. <laughs> so definitely don't approach a DJ. Doing the mix. I would say the, the best place that I feel like where I you know I'm approachable is at events like this. 
you know, I'm I'm not hard to find. I'm I'm, I'm very outgoing. I, I go out to places. You can come up to me nicely. That is, say, hey, he, you know, has music. I want to, you know, I want you to check out. And now, if it's on a CD, I don't I don't mind if it's a CD because you know I have, I have a CD player in my car. If you have a USB, I I don't mind. You know, like any type. If it's vinyl, hey, I would say for artists. Make sure, I mean, you missed that part, but have some vinyl coming. Um, have, have, have your music available on all those avenues. You know, I've, I've had artists that made like promotional USBs, you know, this website that made them, that make them and, and pass it out. So it makes it easy for the DJs. You can load everything up on your USB, they can take it home with. If you got like a little card with like a link to your website or your SoundCloud, whatever, you know, people I see pass out download cards and if you have CDs, have have the CDs, you know, pressed up and, and, and ready to go. Okay. Uh, so let's jump into I want to talk about email. Email etiquette. Um, and I'm like, is that time you talk? First of all, blind copies. Learn what blind copy is. It is the BCC. When you see CC, that means carbon copy. You are letting everybody see everybody's email. DJs don't like that. Nobody likes it. Media people don't, well, media people like that because they just went and took all your email contacts. Exactly. And other people start emailing us like, who are you? But you gotta, you gotta look at those things as though you're making a personal phone call. If I call up DJ Heat and I want to talk to her about something important because I have an important record, I'm not going to surprise her by saying, and I have 94 people on this conference call. How do you feel about my record? She's going to hang up. Okay? So you want to do blind copy. That protects your contact. I just had to throw that out there. That protects your list and also shows respect to the people you're emailing because that shows you're keeping their contacts private because sometimes, Sometimes you get lucky and a DJ gives you like a personal email because they really, you know, they really mess with you and they're like, this is this is my other, other, other email that I don't have 400 emails coming to and I really want to hear this record you've just been chopping it up to me about, so send it to this one. And then when you blast that to everybody, mm -mm, they don't like that. So learn what blind copy is. But um, we're going to get into email etiquette with DJ Money. Whoa. Welcome, DJ Money. He is a, uh, a 93.9 WKYS DJ, tour DJ, mixtape DJ. He's every. That's right. Um, DJ Money, when you get an email, does it improve the chances of this record being played if they have also included? Their bio, their accomplishments, the grandmother's maiden name, what hospital they were born, their whole backstory, video links, bio links, everything, and uh, and their Twitter. Does that help you listen to? What are you looking for when you uh, open an email? Yes and no. Like sometimes I think it's also about placement in the email. Because I mean, we already know that you know the the song is going to be there, but it all depends on how like how and where everything is placed. I personally feel like a lot of times, I'm not gonna lie to you, like I just, I, I'm in for the music, so I just, I'm kinda just going straight for the music, me personally. But a lot of times, if I'm into a song, I definitely wanna know more of the background on the person, so it's always better to have the information in the email, me, me, me personally. But yes, to piggyback off what you said, please don't have my email in, uh, <laughs> in the CC, you know, like that's, I'm definitely not listening to it. I'm cool. Okay, um, DJ Fusion, you talked a little bit about um, 
working with a network of DJs. Uh, and this is actually, I'm gonna start with you, but I'm gonna open up to anybody who wants to chime in. I wanna know your thoughts about DJ services. So when set artist has this great record, and, and, and they feel good about it, and the production is good, and they have everything ready for it, and uh, you know, and they've let their family listen to it, and they like the writing, and they're like, okay, I wanna, I'm gonna send this out. I wanna get this to DJs to play. What avenue when you get it through that avenue, you're like, this is probably gonna be good. Okay. The word of mouth, Digiwax, uh, coalitions, just online links, where do you get your records from? Um, first and foremost, besides um, my just researching myself, because I love music, I'm gonna try to find things um, regardless. Um, word of mouth definitely helped because, you know, a lot of people kind of know my style's a bit all over the place. So, you know, them being like, yo, I really think you should check this out. I'm gonna at least definitely give that a listen. Um, I'm glad you mentioned some of these other distribution companies because some of them are really janky and you should not waste your money on some of these random email blasts. And name names. We're here to learn. Five name names. Five names. <laughs> the, the name is wrong. That's a mistake to Sorry. That, 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 that's the spam. Right there. Are we are we are we unanimous with this, DJ? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Years. I. So you heard you heard it right from the source. And I apologize for that. I like. That's what he knows. That's what he knows. Wow. Shit just got real. I like DJ service pack. I like Digiwax, especially because Digiwax requires you to give that feedback. So you know you can send out your music all day, but you want to know if a DJ's feeling good or not feeling good. Yeah. And with sites like DigiWax and um, 1200 Squad, you know, before you can even download the track as a DJ, you had to sit down and listen to it and kick that back. Um, especially for my folks who are a little bit more on the independent end, um, Cosign, um, code-sign.com. They do a whole bunch of other different types of music and they also are very heavy in terms of giving folks feedback. Um, giant stuff is really good from the perspective of having a diverse types of music and also one to professionally push you and make sure that everybody's um, getting things back on that way. Um, I'm very big on the independent media route because I am independent media, but in all seriousness, in the United States right now, we're pretty much gonna be your foundation for getting your music out there. So all these folks who do things to college radio and internet radio and have a strong foundation, definitely reach out to them because Everybody's going to need to have that build, that hype, and get to that next level with the mainstream um, outlets and um, things like that. And whether it's yourself or you go through one of these companies, please don't have to even raise the damn barn when you're reaching out to people. I don't have to do anything. All I got to do is get up, take care of my family, and go to sleep. You know, introduce yourself like you would introduce yourself in a regular basis. Hey, my name is so and so and so. I have a track. I'd really appreciate if you get a chance to listen to it and give me some feedback. And this is not just emails, this is also via social media. I can name a time that DJ E and I were actually trying to find out if a star passed away and somebody sent a link to their song. Oh, and I'm like, dog, you know what? I will never deal with you because you've been raising the damn barn. The people are trying to talk about something serious. Jayden, like, if we were here right now, you talk about something serious, somebody's like, yo, new hit, tossed out. Nah, what, what the hell's the matter with you? It's the same, you know, via all of these um, other types of social media outlets. Like, I'm very big on manners. I might not even care for your track, but I'll be there like, that cat has some sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, side, sidebar, DJs, real quick. How effective is sending you a Twitter link? Wait, wait, wait. How effective is that? It's not. It's not effective. Real quick, one other thing. On the 
what you have to also make sure as artists is, you know, you may have an account with like a reverb or one a site that allows people to follow you, to follow people, even on Facebook or any anything like that. If you form a group, please do not add DJs. Do not add people to your group who didn't ask to be added. That is the worst ever. I hate getting emails and being put on mailing lists from people who I don't know. I don't know you. National Association of Barbers. Now, what does that have to do? I'm not part of that, obviously. But in in the long run of things, that is as impolite as touching somebody you don't know. You're digitally touching somebody without their permission. Also, on that note, my Facebook wall is not your promo wall. I, my Facebook wall is not your promo wall. If we know each other that well. Then yes, that's all good. But if you just, I just literally add you on because I liked your tune or whatever, and I see that not just me, but about 200 people have been added onto your event or your video or whatever, you're getting blocked, you're getting removed. I'm not being bothered. That's just rude. <laughs> and I, I think it's important to note that, um, you know, I, I want I want to hear these DJs' thoughts on, on these little, uh, you know, this etiquette. This is basic etiquette because. I feel like a lot of times there's artists who have a great record, but they're doing it wrong. Yeah. They're not getting out. You're, do, you're going about it the wrong way. So when you get frustrated because you hear your favorite DJ playing a record that you feel doesn't match up to what your record is, there's probably a good chance that they got it to that record, they got it to that DJ in a more effective way. That's half the battle. Getting it to them to get them to listen to it. That is half your battle of getting it played. So these things that they're saying, make sure you really pay attention to this kind of stuff. Because it could, I mean, uh, you know, like DJ Buddy said, he, you know, he's not going to sit there. If you make them struggle to hear the song, they're not going to hear it. They want it presented. They want it easy. They want it clean. They want it no drama, no issues. So they can just click and listen to it. Make it easy for them to listen to it. And, and actually, too, also, I want to say that one of the things that a lot of, a lot of folks don't get is that when the, the handoff is is so serious, like the handoff, the first initial, <clears throat> how you come up to us is the biggest thing. Like that's the biggest thing. Like you can, a lot of folks take that for granted. Like if you're the hottest in in the streets, I would have heard your name by now. Like that, like period. Like that's, that's how it is. Like it, the the <laughs> like the best. You like the best, and most of the time, the best songs and the new songs that we get is not from the artists. Like it'll be just random. I'll be somewhere else where be like, "Yo, yo, this, what's that? Like, yo, yo, you heard? Like, it's never from. Most of the time, half the time, I give a prime example right now. Me and my boy Aladdin is here, right? Me and him was talking, and I, I, you know how YouTube has like a random playlist? Yeah. Randomly, about a month and a half ago. The Coco record came on there. And I heard that and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then we all know what's going on with that record right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't service, there wasn't nothing extra, it just organically started to bubble. Like, if your record's hot, the music always goes back to the music, man, at the end of the day. Always goes back to the music. Yeah. And, and the real thing about that is, it's better to have either your audience talking for you or your management talking for you, or someone besides you talking for you. You're an artist, you have one role, but you have to master five different roles. Or you have to delegate those responsibilities to people who you trust. Because you can't, 
you could be the artist, the producer, the uh, PR person, the management, and the uh, street team if you want, but you can't do that effectively as just you. So if you delegate those responsibilities to someone who knows and who is, has experience in the business, then a lot of times you won't have to go over the hurdles of approaching someone badly or overstepping some etiquette because hopefully the people you work with will know better. Because all we want as DJs is to shine. And we want you to shine if you're good. We're gonna, we're gonna take your music and put it out there to our audience and our audience is gonna enjoy it. But if you bring your audience to us, besides you saying it's high, if you have 15, 20 emails of someone else saying it's hot, or at least have a core of people who support you without us being involved, then we know that you're on your way to being serious. Actually, I kind of want to touch on what uh, Six was just saying about building your team. Um, please, when you build your team, research your team to make sure yes. that they can perform the duty. Because something, if y'all follow me on Twitter, if I get like a crappy email, I will put it on blast and tweet about it. Like, why is this person manager talking in Ebonics? I don't understand what you're trying to say to me. Yo, what's up, in, in this email, you know, right? You got, you got publicists that can't form a correct sentence or a paragraph. Like, please research your team just because you know your man, you know that's your man, and he say he could do it. Nah, like that's 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 one of the things that. I, I think why this area, or artists in general, independent artists fail so much because they fail to research and learn. If you if you if you want to hire somebody to do the job, shouldn't you know that they have these credentials and just go to like pass it to them and, and, and tell them like, yeah, you're gonna be my manager, you're gonna send out these emails, but I'm trying to decipher what your manager is trying to say to me in the email. I'm like like what? I, I delete. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level to a professionalism to everything, and that's when folks fail to realize, like, yes, we're cool, we're, we're approachable, but at the same time, this is the music business, and and in the business, you have to conduct business, and that's the biggest thing I tell, I tell folks all the time, like, no matter what's going on, like, this is still the business, like, you're not going to go up to Lior or, or, or Clue or Self or somebody like that crazy, so why approach me or he or six or anybody crazy, you know what I'm saying? It's not about feelings, this is business. And I want to quick sign on to the presentation. In 2014, there's no excuse to not have your MP3s labeled. Yeah. Yes! Like, you don't even have the most oh fancy, you don't even have the most fancy email blast or all this other type of stuff. Sometimes you just have your, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh like, you, like, you just have your basic paragraph, say, here's who I am, here's how to contact me, and label MP3 because I don't want to go through all that reading and then I'm like, so this just has random gobbledygook scribble on it and I'm supposed to sit back, label this, and, and try to get it tracked or surround already. I mean, it might sound petty, but when, uh, I know everybody here on this panel gets a ton of submissions yeah. all the time. Yeah. And sometimes you just say like, yo, you know what? If you don't even care enough to say, this is my name, dash, this is my track, dot mp3, why am I gonna bother with you? Yeah, it's really real, quick, real, real quick, show of hands, if you, are even unsure in, in any way, shape, or form what she means when she talks about labeling, labeling your MP3. Yep. So put your hands up if you are not sure. It's cool. No, it's cool. Don't trust me. Don't, don't. Let's just tell them. It's really easy. Question. Do you like, do you add your BMI like work number? No. 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 
Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm asking. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hold on. That's a good question. I gotcha. Real quick. So you don't have to put any coding in when it's first off, there's an ID3 tag. So what that does, it's a simple way a lot of people access it is by going to iTunes, putting on in your iTunes, putting this on in your iTunes, hitting, I think it's command and J, get information. Once that comes up, you'll be able to enter in the artist's position, your name, your information, your website, you'll be able to put your artwork on the MP3 in there, and you save that, and that's the one you send out. And when it comes to your question about getting credit for your um, spins and your this, that, the third, one, I shouldn't even be telling you this, but you have to register with certain, you have to register your music with those organizations so they track it that way, not putting it on the MP3. So there's five or six different organizations you have to register each song with before you even put it out. If you want to get paid from playing on the radio, play in uh, stores, play... Can we actually... Yeah, radio. I, I don't want to cut you off, okay. sir. But we, I do want to utilize our time for our panel. There is a follow-up panel right after this called Monetize Your Movement that talks about making money with your music. How to. And how to do that. So it'll go over that. And also, real quick, too, if you don't have iTunes, you can also, be you have the, the song saved on your desktop, you can right-click, properties, name it, make sure it has the name, and because a lot of times when you get it from your producer, your studio, it'll just say, you know, track one, or sometimes if, if the beat you were using had a name, uh, it'll still be under the name of the beat. So you want to make sure it's, the title is your name and your song, so when they do take it from email and upload it into their Serato, it's not unknown artist, track two. Yeah. You want to make sure it has your name so then they can search for it. But, um, I get real quick, and ask if, it, if, it, sure. if, if regular spins is something that is looking to monitor, then your song needs to be registered with BDS, first of all. If, if you don't know what BDS is, then I tell artists there's no point of playing your song on the radio if your song hasn't been registered with yeah. BDS, because Broadcast that's how radio station systems is monitored. Like, when I was working with artists, I didn't send out a song to DJs until I registered with BDS. Yes. And, it, and it doesn't take long. Right. Doesn't take long. You can do the same day. Exactly. Doesn't take long at all. I had an artist that was trying to get signed, and his his man didn't register his song on BDS. And the label was like, "We thought you playing y'all playing this song in DC." Like we are. Like I literally just played the songs, and it turns out that his manager didn't register the song on BDS. God bless him. So one of the sound exchanges, your friend, real quick interjection. We're in the internet radio era. Yeah. We are deep into it, and I, I repeat this again, without the Independent Media Foundation, like that radio and stuff, a lot of y'all are not going to get heard, or get that foundation to get to that next step. SoundExchange.com, it's super easy to register tracks on there, and when you can show people that all these streams and all these places are playing, you're enjoying, and with a lot of these other stations who are also streaming on the internet, it's a definitely a big help, so definitely look at that. I'm going to actually use that as a segue. One of the last topics I want to spend uh, a few minutes on before we get some questions in. Um, one thing that I hear a lot is that bloggers are the new DJs. Bloggers are where artists are getting their music from. They are going on to XXL.com. They're going to Two Dope Boys. They're going to DJ Booth. This is where they're going to get their music. So I want to hear each of you kind of, uh, number one, respond to that and talk about how you have evolved as a DJ because as we mentioned earlier um, you know we are kind of beyond the era of 
having a vinyl handed to you and it's in your crate and you're playing it and you might be the only DJ who has that new record. Now, you're getting records from everywhere, it's coming in. Um, you, as a DJ, are not the only channel for fans to get music from. So how do you stay relevant in this changing era as a DJ? How do you stay the, the primary focus where fans get their music from? And how do you feel about that blogger statement? Um, first off, I just want to say blogs are the new streets. Like, so it's one thing to you know back in the day, like we used to used to maybe hear a song on on the radio or something, you know, like old school wise, just like tape or record it till it came out. Like now, it's like when you hear something, you go straight to SoundCloud or the blogs and just to, to find it. But you know, personally, I just feel like that when it comes to the DJ aspect of it, it's about how you DJ and about the. The, like me personally, when it comes to putting together my set, like I try to put it together almost like a show, like me personally. So it's a different kind of feel when I when I might put a certain record than someone else. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just how I feel, and that's how I stay relevant personally. But I definitely agree with the fact that blogs are in the streets, though. But they're not the new D, D, DJs. Definitely not. I mean, the, the thing about it also is you realize in this day and time. I'm sure that 99% of you out there are bloggers just for the fact that you're being on social media. You put up what you think, you repost certain things under your name digitally, and that's considered a blog. So, in the long run of things, yes, blogs do break certain songs, and they, they can add a uh, concrete place for you to find music that uh, everyone can access, but in the, in the real, Light of things like money said, you can get bits and pieces digitally, but to put it together and to deliver it, that's the DJ. Um, I don't believe blogs are the new DJs, I believe they're more of the new A&Rs. They're folks who help curate more music out to the people that, especially with a lot of the major label distributors and whatnot throughout the past decade and a half, getting steadily smaller and smaller and smaller. You have these um, independent folks out there, and, and now some majors, because I remember when people were clowning blogs, like they were clowning net radio and podcasts and stuff, That's and true. now, for everybody, it's the wave. Um, that being said, I think, honestly, blogs, for me, kind of help. You know, I mean, I get a lot of stuff all the time, but there's various blogs and things I respect, and I'll, like, peek at them and see, you know, what's going on and um, what's good, because you know, I'm just one individual. I can't get my hands on everything all the time or check out everything all the time. Sometimes it's cool to go to a source and be like, oh, well, I haven't necessarily heard of this cat, but I've heard of this other dude through this site before. Let me um, go ahead and check that out. Um, the blogs are just another part of the great expansion of technology I think that has been happening um, with music. You're able to get access to more things than you were able to ever before you're able to reach out to more people um, than ever before. And um, to me, it's just another tool um, for the DJ as long as we have um, the net access um, that we have in this world. And on the side, political note, check out net neutrality because if that gets messed up, we ain't gonna get no kind of um, music distribution the way that we've had before where we have the real streets and the net streets to you know get everybody's careers out there. Um, I would say at the end of the day, you're still gonna need the DJ. Your bloggers can't spend your track in the club. You know, the bloggers can't spend your track on the radio. You know, with, with, with the bloggers, it's, it's, 
like she said, it, it could be a, a, a stepping stone. Like they, they get you hip to, you know, somebody new. Like, oh, okay, this to do underground artists. And, you know, some of the stuff on blogs, I'm not gonna play in the club and on the radio anyway. So, but it, you know, it, it gets you noticed. You need that. It goes hand in hand. But you still gonna need the DJ to get your music out to the masses. As a DJ, are any of you looking for records on blogs? Nah, I'm, I'm not personally. I'm not. I, I actually do sometimes. I mean, I like certain blogs, but that's just you know, I I, I definitely try to search for a lot of different music though. But that's just me. Like that's my Monday. Every Monday, like I'm always doing something. So like, yeah. so I tell folks all the time, like you see me like on the weekend. Monday is probably the best time to send me music. Yeah, me personally, I just go to the, D, uh, the different you mentioned DJ services early. If I'm looking for music to actually spin, you know, I'm going to the different DJ sites I use, like DJ Service Pad, DJ Wags, Break the Press. It's, it's so many DJ services I use. But when I'm on a blog, I'm just you know. Just, and I'm thinking, I got two different mind states. I got the, the, the club radio side of my brain, and I just got the, the hip hop purist side of my brain. So I'm going to blog and looking for some, some good hip hop. Like we're going to go ahead and get into um, the last 10 minutes we have. We're going to get into some QA. Um, feel free to ask anything we have covered, or ask you know, if there's something you want to expand it on and, um, for my panelists. If somebody asks you a question, you can direct it towards a specific DJ too if you like. Um, if you want to answer something and you feel like you need to expand on that further, then I would also encourage and invite you to maybe, um, you know, let that uh, questionnaire talk to you after the panel. So, here we go. We're going to start over here. You got your hand up. Let's start with you. I'm Rich. I'm one the one. I would like to know, can y'all explain more about what BDS does? BDS um, is an encoding service. So, you know, everything is digital, right? So it, it monitors and, and tracks your spins. Like, if, if, if you want your song played on the radio, and especially if you're trying to get a label, you get your notice, like all, all these, all the major labels have access to it as well. And that's how you know, determine like the charts where you might see like billboard and have like radio charts. So even with media basis, another service you can use with, with charts. If, if I could play your song 500 times in a row in full, if you did not get your song encoded, it does not come up to anybody. You can tell this person, you can tell this lady, you could you could go to Jay Z right now, like yo, they played my song 500 times in a row. He could pull it up and see nothing. I, I watched that happen at a, at, a core, at a core DJ event. This dude was trying to say, such and such played my song. Yeah. So they pulled it up on the screen. I'm like, nope. Yeah, they search your name, and nope. nothing is registered under your name. Your song isn't registered. It's, a, it's, it's an industry tool that's used. And when you sit down with that label to say that I give love in DC, I'm the man, I just left the third, everything you're supposed to say as an artist, and they say, well, you got you play on the radio? Yeah, 500 times. There's, it's, it's part of the things you need to do before you put your record out to make sure that you get credit. You get your financial credit, you get your industry credit, and you get your uh, just credit in general for the exposure you got. Yeah, once again, too, it's not, it's not something that's a long process. And also, now it's digital. So like, it's not even something where you used to have to mail it in. It would take a second. It would take a second, but now, now it's digital. It can happen the same day, so it's no excuse 
for it not to happen at all. Uh, my name is Green Music. I just had a quick question. Um, as far as sampling is concerned, as a DJ, do you guys play sample records? Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't affect us. That don't affect me. It's your publisher. They will sue you. <laughs> <laughs> If I hate you, I might play it a lot so they can. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Tell me why I catch out explicit. Hey, explicit song. Wow. If the radio station says we play clean records, submit a damn clean track. Okay. Ultra yeah. Music is not that dope for me to sit down and edit it. So there are seven words that the FCC doesn't allow, but really in radio, there's another two or three that you're not allowed to say. Can't say the N-word, obviously. That's that's one of the three that radio doesn't allow. N-word, the B-word, and uh, ASS. So with those three plus, uh, wow, those other seven for FCC, you wanted to say those money? The George Carlin said the words. Oh, it's, it's F-bomb, C-O-C-K. Can't you can't say M ever, you can't say uh S-H-I-T, you can't say the male anatomy that begins with the letter D. Oh what a circuit. And of course drug references for all my track stars. Right. It's, it's more than words now. That's the other thing. So it's concepts like head. You can't you're not even really gonna allow to be say to say head in that context. So yeah, honestly, but we have to define it because we'll get certain verbs. Certain verbs are clean, but it'll have ass all the way through it. Or it'll have, oh, she's giving me brain all night. There you go. It's there it is. Uh, you know, it's an example yeah, of this. Just get those clean and super clean. Bando, Jones section. Doesn't matter who. We had to play like Love You. It was this song like, Have you had any good sex? Oh, I felt uncomfortable that we was playing this song. I was like, but there's a cleaner version that, that's called Love You instead of Sex You. He's like, I'm sure y'all hear me go, Sex. Have you had it? Good sex. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with us playing this song. But there's a cleaner version. So it ain't just more words, it's what you're implying in your content as well sometimes. Let's, let's get this started. Creative radio edit is awesome too. Um, yeah. I always like bringing up folks like Wu Tang. I think they did the best clean radio edits on the planet where you're like, you're doing the sound effects. Oh, yeah. And for right? me, and the curses yeah. and whatnot. Like, an awesome radio can have a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, this question is for he. I know you did a blog post one time about how not to approach you on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, everybody had like their like, horror stories and stuff, but can, can any of y'all give like a good example of like how somebody approached you or, like the most ideal way somebody could deliver their music to you and you'd be like, that was dope. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, Go ahead. On Twitter, I guess uh, I, I, I could put it out. I, I wrote a whole article about it. About uh, the article is called "For Twitter Rappers Who Have Considered Suicide When Their Struggle Rap Was <laughs> <laughs> Struggle Rap." So was the website you can go to and read the article is uh, DumbRappersNeedTeaching.com. Like I started a site called DumbRappersNeedTeaching.com so I can get out more advice to to artists in general. And you can read it there about tweeting, about not in a short, like, don't tweet people with your links. Uh, and interact with people. This is social network. Network. Like, I blocked, so I looked at my block list the other day on this mm -hmm. website about how many people I had blocked. Lord have mercy. I think I had like 1,400 people blocked. And they're like, most of them are artists, because if you tweet me a link, I'm just, I'm just blocked. Say hi. Like, 
Like tweeting, tweeting, coming up in somebody's conversation and tweeting them a link is like doing this. I'm talking. I'm sorry, that's nice. This is shout out to the Santa Claus. I'm talking and you just jump in and just. <laughs> yeah, like one more you didn't say hi, you didn't say you you just hit. I I'm blocked. I, I don't know you and stuff like that. Get get to know the DJ. Yep. Please know the DJ that you talk to. And I mentioned that on the article again, dumb rappers need teaching.com is, is posted on the top. Know who it is you're trying to get in touch with. Y'all just see a DJ name. And y'all just like, oh, this, this, that. Like, I, I think people that hit me up say, hey, bro, hey, sir. Like, I know, I know they little, but you know, like, it says female DJ in my Twitter bio, in case you're confused. So, and also knowing that, knowing and understand that, you know, ooh, professional record companies, they go through leaps and bounds to present the music. They form a relationship, and sometimes it's good to have that, but in the long run of things, you need to treat yourself like you're the record company. Okay, you may want to try to organize something where you can get all the DJs to come out. And okay, you can ask them, but in the long run, you might want to do a dinner for them, or you may want to give something to them that they can use. Maybe a USB that has your, all your information on, or maybe, hey, uh, I'm part of Team Next MC, and what we do is we sit you down as an artist and talk to you, go through your music, and we actually give you creative feedback on everything. But as it being a business, the same way you pay to go to a studio is the same way you come sit down and pay to see us. Because in the real world, you're gonna get what you pay for. You come up to us, you're asking us for something, our time, our energy, and you, you're not giving us anything but something which is a project that benefits you. At least so buy him a drink. How does it benefit us? Well, I don't want no drinks, I'm good. Well, I'll drink, yeah. Like, when it comes down to it, you pay to get your song recorded, you pay, hopefully, pay, make sure the person that records your song does not master it. Please, because the person, they, they had ears, and those same ears, hearing the same record for so long, they're going to go deaf to it, and it's not going to have the same effect as someone different mastering it. But in the long run of things, make sure that you're bringing the person you want something for, from something for them, because in the long run, okay, we, got, we, got one, we got one last question, you can patiently wait, go ahead. Hi, my name is Stephen Redhead. Hi, Stephen. In the entertainment industry, it's not getting that much money, so there's a thing called product placement. I understand that DJs don't do payola these days, but there are particular services that like to send records over to radio stations to be put in the system. I also understand that the Iggy Azalea record was put into a record pool that played like a thousand times too much a week. So I wanted to say, when these type of things happen, does that really influence your decision to play a record on the radio when it's being serviced and paid for? First off, Iggy was never going to fail. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Secondly, it's like, um, I mean, if a record good, once again, like I always say, I always go back to the point of the music. Like, like folks get away from that. Like, yes, you have to definitely come up with stuff and definitely come up with different ways to market stuff and to grow your brand, excuse me, as, as an artist. But you got to remember, like, if the music's not good, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Nothing else matters. <laughs> That's the biggest thing I can tell folks. Like, very true. Like, you can, you, you can have the most press, the baddest chick, everything. Everything can be in line. The most, the most promo, and you play us your song, and we can all be like, well, 
Nice beat. <laughs> music is the foundation. It is the, the base of your you as an artist, period. And you know, when we bring up the um, Iggy Azalea situation, um, I could go on an entire rant about how I feel that's created by a clear channel, but we'll, we'll save time. Um, essentially, when you um, had to get down to it, yes, these majors push certain stuff out or whatever, but like DJ Money said, if it's whack, it's going to fly off the charge and, and beat other beats. That's why you got to build that base, you got to build that foundation. It's awesome to get played on PGZ and KYS, but there's at least a good 20 plus college radio stations in the DMV, and I think even more. Why not reach out to them and get, and get that burden and get that shine, get yourself placed on um, the CMJ, the college music chart, journal charts. You know, get, get, get into those university shows and whatnot because every college gets student fees. And when they have student fees, that means that's a chance for you to get paid if you get a book. Case of what? Case of And this is every single state and all over. So, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's close. Cool. I'll look back to Rainbow. Okay, I just want to conclude and, and say, uh, you know, on behalf of the conference, thank you to all four of our DJ panelists that came out to speak. I know them all personally and have worked with all of them. And the information they've given y'all is, is stuff that not only do they put out on their timelines, on their websites, or even when you walk up to them in person, all four of these um, DJs are very, very extremely approachable and knowledgeable. So please take the time to build with them, network with them. Uh, that's what we're all here for today. So thank you for sitting in on our panel today. Rupert, one other thing. Can we all give our social media so we can make sure we connect with all of y'all? Um, I'm DJ Six Cent, so it's at DJ S I X T H S E N S E, and also Team Next M C. So make sure you follow those two for me at DJ Six Cent and Team Next M C. All of my social networks is Fusebox Radio, F U S E B O X R A D I O, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Instagram, YouTube, all of that, and um, people know I'm really interactive. I'm one of those people who wakes up and I have to look at my phone because I got notifications. So feel free to reach out and talk, but as I said before, be respectful not to everybody that you deal with. Um, everything for me is DJ Heat DC, DJ Heat DC .com, DJ Heat DC on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and um, the site that I was talking about that I, that I have uh, put some um, articles up there is DumbRappersNeedTeaching.com It's probably my favorite site. That is like the greatest site title. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is uh, DJMoneyDMV, Instagram DJMoney, uh, website NoDJNoParty.com um, Yeah, so hit me up man. Uh, if, you, if you got some hot stuff man, please man. Put it all on your site, send it to me man. NoDJNoParty.com. Yo, yes, oh if God. you have no DJ, you have no party. Thanks for getting
Radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 